No, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Q Cosplay over at Con Air Radio. We're at the last day of Sabaton, and I have some two amazing guests here with me this weekend, two of our awesome cosplay guests. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Michael Wilson, or a.k.a. Night Mage. And I am BBLK Cosplay, also Brooke Stenz. It's so awesome getting to meet you guys. I've been following your work for so long, and getting to actually talk one-on-one with you, this is like... So cool. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, for inviting we're excited. Us. Absolutely. So uh, I'm curious, how long have you guys been cosplaying? Like, how long have you guys been doing this this craft? So I actually started in 2015, so I will be going on my eighth year here soon. Nice. Um, and I started because I wanted to celebrate Halloween all year long. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, I started in 2012, but it started because of Halloween. I think that's how most cosplayers start. They yeah. just love dressing up. Um, and then I went to my first convention in 2013, and it's just been an addiction ever since. <laughs> that is so cool that you know you guys were able to take your love of Halloween and build it into a career by, by the looks of it. Like. A lot of people dream about making cosplay of their career, and you guys are just living the dream. <laughs> I, honestly, it's funny because we were talking about that. I don't think we've gotten that question as much as we've gotten this, this you know, here at this convention. Like, how do you turn this into a career type thing? And I don't know. I think to me it's like a luck of a draw. Like, yeah, there, there's no solid answer on how to, you know, start doing it professionally and turn it into a career. It's kind of like acting like uh, or musicians. There's so many talented actors out there, musicians that maybe are overlooked, you know, just because, I don't know, they just weren't at the right place at the right time. So I think we honestly were just very lucky because even looking at the costume contest, like there's – there's I things know. at the costume contest that like, we're like, we can't even do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is. That, is, that is so cool. Like, I, I, I was judging the skit contest on Friday, and I was thinking the same thing, going, wow, I would never have thought of doing something like that to do that. You <laughs> right. know, that this person's a genius. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I love this community. So much inspiration everywhere. Yes. Absolutely. And I know you guys do a lot of charity work as well. Like, you're here raising money for Make-A-Wish this weekend, I believe? Yes. So um, I got into it. That's how I started in cosplay um, was the charity aspect. Um, my first event was a Relay for Life, and I wore my Halloween costume. <laughs> and then I got asked to do another charity event, another. So the first year, that's all I was doing was charity work. Um, once I got into the convention scene, it got to a point where I was doing so many conventions and now getting invited places, I didn't have the chance to do, like, hospital visits. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how do, I, how do I turn down going to California, you know, <laughs> Or, or going to a hospital. So basically what I started doing was just raising money for local charities wherever I go. And I work, I work with Make-A-Wish a lot because they have chapters everywhere. And they're mm-hmm. amazing. They really are. They do a lot of great work, especially for all those kids who, you know, they, they, they need something to bring them up. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you do a lot of charity work as well? I do not do anywhere near what he does. Um, I, I don't think many of us do. Like, I, I'm a drag yeah. queen. I have a hard time keeping up. Right? <laughs> um, so I am actually from northern Michigan, and I have partnered with some of the hospitals in our area. So, like, done, this, this part here? Yes, way up here where oh, the Oh, okay, so you're by deep. where my great-grandmother is. Yes. I never knew about the hand thing until I met her. 
I, I, I was raised with it. I thought it was a normal thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I have partnered with some of the hospitals in Michigan, and then I have also done um, some charity work for local animal shelters, but not with Make-A-Wish or anything like that. More local stuff. We're going to start doing some more stuff. Um, that is like oh. a lot of, uh, <laughs> more one of the stuff. Yeah. Like, um, one of the photo shoots that we did um, during COVID times, we did a, a Street Fighter photo shoot where we did like like eight, was it like 18 characters? Yes. Um, and for that, we were raising money for uh, two different charities, one in Michigan and one in Ohio. So I think like little stuff like that, the more like, like online fundraising type stuff, we're going to start doing a lot more of. That is so cool, and I we, we all appreciate what you guys do because if, if you can't support the community that helps you, then how can you expect them to come back, you know? Right. Um, as a drag queen myself, we do a lot of stuff for, like, Paws for Patriots and stuff, so mm -hmm. the fact that you guys are doing this means the world to me. It's, it's a win-win. You get to have fun and still be able to share your art, but then you'll be able to give back through it. And exactly. It's, just, it's amazing. So I, I ask this question of all of our guests because I, I'm genuinely curious. Is there, like, a moment or a story that that gives you like that warm feeling that made you realize this is why I do this. This is, you know, it made you realize that you've reached that point that you wanted and that you, this is why you continue to do what you do. Um, I, I honestly, I, I have a few stories like that. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, no, but the one I think that really sticks out in my head, um, I was doing a anti-bullying event and I've done that events before, not for the school. And I was dressed as Batman and it was about 250 kids, and um, it was great. Uh, like two weeks went by, one of the teachers contacted me and said, hey, the kids still talk about Batman being there. It was awesome. But one kid is, like, in particular just kept saying, oh, my God, like, Batman looked like me. That means I could be Batman. This one little black kid, and because it was a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. he's just never seen a black Batman before, and he was so enamored that he could now be Batman. It didn't really hit me the power that cosplayers that we have yeah how influential we can be um i think that was the the point where i'm like you know what i i, I can't stop doing this now because i'm actually maybe making a difference you you're, you're some kid's hero now right maybe <laughs> not not me per se but just but you, you know being able to be myself in costume death that's uh mm -hmm. Some kid is going to remember that until they're an adult and even later on being like, you know, this is the time that I knew that somebody out there was there for me. Right. Exactly. Mine is not quite as touching <laughs> as that because, you know, I haven't been doing this quite as long. Um, but my first, like, okay, I'm there moment was at a convention we both were actually guesting at. And... I had some people run up to me. They were so excited to meet me, and they literally started crying. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, is this really happening right now? You know, it, that first time it happens, you're like, you're not talking about me. No. no it's hey? not me. Right. <laughs> Question and, mark noises? Um, <laughs> like, just another quick little thing. Um, my son and my nieces and nephews all say that I'm a superhero in real life. Aww. So, <laughs> to me, I'm like, well, now you can't stop because you're their superhero. Know, right? you, you have to go on until until you're in the, in the old folks' home, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know about that story. Yeah. That is super sweet, though. That is super <laughs> cute. And I love hearing stories like that because, you know, I, I've been striving to be a professional cosplayer for years. And mm -hmm. I've, I've finally gotten to the point where I'm getting recognized. And it's like, wait, this is what it's like? And hearing that, you know, the guys like, like you guys who have been doing this for so long have those same stories. It's like, oh, okay, they're just like I was. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I, I say this to everyone. I don't care your 
you know, like your your quote unquote status in the community if you're a professional or amateur. Everyone is drawing inspiration from everyone. Like someone is taking notice. I don't every you pick any cosplayer here, someone has watched that cosplayer and said, Oh my god, that's awesome, I wanna be like that person. So I think I don't know, like when I say like the, the community is just inspiration all over and everyone is part of that inspiration, I really mean that. Like everyone brings something to the table. And that means a lot, especially to like, you know, some of the younger kids who are coming up starting cosplay for the first time. They don't kinda know what they're doing, they're a little intimidated, and the fact that they, you know, they have that support system at cons like this means everything. It's a very social hobby full of socially, socially awkward, awkward people. people. And that's, oh, but, yes. but we all get it and we all understand. And so that's why we're all accepting and we're like, yes, family. I think, absolutely. Like, this is all drag queen here. Once I leave here, I'm going to go back to being an introvert. You're not going to see yeah. me for like a month. Yeah. And it's funny because when people come to our panels or like sit and talk to us, you know, at our booths or whatever, they learn how socially awkward we really are. Oh, yeah. You're sitting there trying to fill time. You're like, oh, it's only been 20 minutes. Oh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Questions? Please. Before comes out is, Please, please give me something to talk about. I don't know what to talk we about. We literally just did that. Yeah, we like, just I, did that. I was doing that yesterday. I did an anti-cosplay shaming panel yesterday, mm -hmm. and I covered all my bullet points in the first 20 minutes because nobody had questions. It's like, well, 40 minutes of us staring awkwardly. This is great. Yep. <laughs> we actually did a really serious panel the other day, um, cosplay iceberg effect. And at the end, you know, because we were so serious, we're like, let's do twerking lessons. We all need a good laugh, you know, <laughs> and we're all awkward about it. But oh, we I would have loved to have been there for that. <laughs> I, the joys of working all weekend is that there's panels you want to go to, but it's like, but I have to do my job. Yeah, yep. Um, so real quick, because I know you guys have a flight to catch. You have a really busy schedule right now. Um, is there anything you want to say out there to your fans? Like any words of positivity, encouragement, anything like that you want to spread to the world, especially now that we need that positivity right now? Um, for me, it would be don't let anyone bring you down about cosplay or art in general. Um, as long as you're not hurting anyone, offending anyone, you know, it doesn't matter if you buy your cosplay, if you make it, or if someone else makes it. If you're having fun, like, that's all that matters. Like, who cares, you know? Words to live by. <laughs> um, I'm going to ditto that. Like, uh, art, like, is... It's subjective, and that's fine. Um, but cosplay is art, and just make it your own, and just have fun. As long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. On a personal note, I guess just thank you, thank you to everyone. Uh, like the reason I think we are here is because of like you know support from fans and stuff. So, thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know you guys are on thank a really you. tight schedule. We really appreciate you guys coming thank down, you. talking about everything that you've been doing. Um, what's the next event they can catch you guys at? Um, I think together, whoa. I think Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, Which yeah. is back in Michigan, so. So you get to go to her home turf. Uh, again. <laughs> he loves uh, the snow up there. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> no. I'm yeah. from Ohio, but, I mean, it's, oh. it's not as bad as Michigan. My family's all from Minnesota and Michigan, so, like, okay. I've had my fill of snow. I'm done. Yes. Um, so they, Canada here. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, my goodness. No, that is a beautiful place. It Nova is. Scotia is very beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I actually am hoping to eventually go to Alcon and, and do the event yeah. and then take like, a week and take my wife and go around and, and show her all that. That's a, it's a, that's a very nice show. I did that show three three or four years ago. And that, yeah, it's a really nice, really I, nice show. I, I, it still looks It's, it's honestly, 
That's, that's not as small as you would think. That's, that's a good size. That's a good size. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm guessing that your fans can find you on like you know TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and such. Um, um, you find me Nightmage on all the socials except for Instagram is Nightmage100. And you guys can find me at BBLK Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. I'm too um, old for the TikToks. <laughs> well, now he he's got TikToks, so there you now, go. now there is no excuse. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for taking the time to come and talk to us and, and letting us get to know you. Thank you for, you know, giving us, our, our fans, you know, your fans, some amazing words to live by. And I hope you guys have safe travels back home. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much. All right. You guys have a great day. You too. You too. All right, everybody. Cute cosplay down here. We are coming close to the middle of the end of the last day of Sabo 10. As sad as we are to see it being the last day, we have a super awesome guest with us, the artist and creator, Illuminati. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. After having our, our conversation up at Katori, I'm sitting there going, we need to actually still do another one because you were like in extreme pain that day with the, the, the migraine. So. Yes, I definitely had a pretty nasty migraine, but we still had a pretty decent discussion it, even through the pain. Yeah, it did. I just wanted to make sure we get an opportunity to, to have one to where you didn't have to feel like you're in pain having a conversation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to feel rushed or like you were under any pressure or anything like that. You know, it's supposed exactly. to be a pretty chill thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, but uh, anyway, so how has the con been going for you? Um, in one word, just wild breathtaking i could almost cry um and in fact i will cry actually after that yeah. <laughs> last girl that left your thing i thought you were going to cry <laughs> yeah um so sabo is actually where i started in conventions in 2015 i attended sabo for j fashion so for like lolita fashion um and i was going through a really rough spot in my life relationship wise and found the community and found this as an escape got into cosplay and only six like six years of cosplaying later since I started the year following I'm a guest which feels wild it's just crazy so this whole experience has just been a wild ride of seeing people that were also in my shoes when I first started and it's been just such a learning and like community growing experience absolutely and you know without the community we wouldn't have a chance to do this so mm -hmm. that's a, that's a huge thing right there mm-hmm yeah. It's a fantastic community. I've, I've been doing this for six years mm -hmm. as a podcaster, and Greg's material, Greg's cons have been a good portion of that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's been a blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I'd love to know, how did you get started with cosplay? Like, wh what made you want to jump in and give it a shot? Uh, yeah, so after going to Sabo 2015 and seeing that cosplay was something that a lot of people did, I said, there are characters that I really love that I would love to embody, and... I just went to Walmart and I picked up some poster board and some popsicle sticks and some clearance fabric and I created my first costume. And it was easy as that. I used budget materials so it wasn't expensive, but it made me feel amazing. It made me feel like a superhero. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people do start with like, you know, closet cosplays yeah. or whatever they can pick up at Dollar Tree or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. I will fully admit I still make my props from Dollar Tree stuff. It's great. But I think everyone should. It's budget friendly. You don't need to mm -hmm. spend a lot of money to look good. Foam board can look just as good as EVA foam if you do it right. Exactly. I had a friend that actually went to Goodwill because uh, he wanted to cosplay at an event that we were starting the mm -hmm. next day. Yeah. So he ran to Goodwill, bought a bunch of stuff and threw a costume together overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodwill is a gold mine. It's more like 
Goldwill than it is Goodwill. Goodwill really savers. If you have the imagination for it, you can make whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. I I love doing thrift shop cosplays. I actually used to do panels on how to do thrift shop cosplays and how to how to <laughs> do it within your budget without making yourself feel bad, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, a, a thrift shop cosplay is no less valid than one you buy on Amazon or one that you make. Exactly, and that's one thing that I'm really glad the community is growing towards is there used to be this stigma of buying versus making your costume and you were seen as lesser for buying mm -hmm. right but we realized we all have nine to fives or we have some kind of commitment people that buy or thrift their costumes are just as valid as everyone else and just as much of a cosplayer right absolutely mm -hmm. and it actually adds to the industry anyway so now there are yeah. companies out there that will mass produce you know these I, I've seen many of them since we've been here, the body suits of Spider-Man mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's fun just to see of all the different things that cosplay has actually inspired businesses yeah. to do it. So Yeah, it's in, evolved into so much more than just costumes. Mm -hmm. It's involved into so many other industries and into social media and entertainment. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now they have shows on sci-fi about cosplay contests. Like, yeah. who knew what we did, you know, one weekend a year on stage in front of a bunch of our fellow nerds would turn into a full-on film industry. No, we're still working mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I actually had an idea about that the, not too long ago, but I wanted to do a stream to where I was just going uh, at the con, setting up cameras all over the place. Yeah. And streaming the whole thing live. I think that's so cool because then people could also get a glimpse into this if they've never been. It, it's a great idea with one solid wall in mm -hmm. front of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried getting on the internet when, when you're at a con? Oh, it's <laughs> bad. Oh, yeah. And a hotspot is not going to carry a stream. No. <laughs> no, I, I tried doing a Twitch stream from Sabo last year and it did not work. My hotspot was just like, nope, can't do it. We're done. We're nope. quitting. I, pers I personally thought about calling T-Mobile and saying, look, I need one of your like booster towers that you have. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they actually do. They have a generator booster tower that they can move to a location yeah. and improve the signal. And I'm turning around going, I just don't want to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Just bring one here, please. Just install one in the Sheridan for this just point like forward. Put it on top, of the, on top of the roof there. We'll be good. Yeah, we'll be fine. There's a parking garage you can just pull oh, right yeah, no, up. Oh, yeah, no. Just like, put know? it right on the parking garage. It gets Boom. That, that perfect yeah. angle and it gets everything around it. It's yeah, we'd be lovely. Perfect. <laughs> be lovely. Yeah. So you've been doing these cons for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, is there like a, a moment or something that like just stands out to you? Is like something that made you realize that this is what you wanted to do? Like this is why you do what you do? I can't pick out a moment because there's so many good moments, but I can pick out a feeling. When you walk into a convention, there you are automatically accepted no matter what you're wearing. You are automatically accepted. People come up to you. They're always ready to talk. There's always this energy of being welcoming and friendship. And that vibe is what, when I felt that, that's how I knew I wanted to do conventions and how I wanted to be a cosplay guest. I wanted to foster that environment for more people. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes for a lot of nerds mostly, I'm, I'm a self, like, self-professed nerd. Everyone here is. Everyone Absolutely. here is. Um, I've got the tattoos to prove it. <laughs> right, same. Um, it's really nerve-wracking making friends, friends and to have an environment where making friends is just a part of what you do. I want more of that. I want more people to feel welcomed into that. It's just a big family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> it really it's, is. It is. And a lot of people consider these, this family more than their own family to be the ones they want to go to, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't have a family anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Mine doesn't really talk to me either, so... Yeah. I was an only child anyway, so uh. it wasn't a big stretch for me. No, but, yeah. like, I, I've... 
I've personally been following your work for quite a while. Like, oh. I, I love your art. I bought Thank stuff you. from you in the past. Yeah. Um, Thank is there you. any particular medium that you prefer over the others? Like, one that you have more fun doing or... Oh, that's tough. Um, so when it comes to costume making itself, I'm much more of a seamstress. I'm not a huge fan of armor. I think that the people that do it are great. Um, just in medium over, like, in general, I love modeling because I get to become that character. Mm -hmm. So I like, as vain as it sounds, taking pictures in that character and seeing yourself transform is such a cool experience. It's actually funny because Ryan is actually almost total opposite. Yeah. She loves... To, to to do the costumes, mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to be the the she model. The model. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> want. To, she won't exact. even sell prints. Yeah, I believe so. her exact words were, "I want to make the costumes, but I don't want to take the time to do the photos." Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's totally valid. And that's oh, the yeah. that's the duality of like a professional cosplayer. You have the people that love to make, and you have the people that love to be. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's oddly enough, like me being a podcaster. Uh, I love putting it together. I love organizing it. I love running it, but mm -hmm. I prefer to be back here. Yeah. I'm the behind-the-scenes kind of guy, mm -hmm. and that's why I rely on people like Cam mm -hmm. that have the voice and the personality to be right there, jump in your face, and ready mm -hmm. to go. Yes. Yeah, like, as you've seen this weekend, I've been running back and forth, grabbing people left and right to bring them over here. Yeah. Hey, have you ever <laughs> checked your steps? Have you? <laughs> I've actually, this weekend alone, just going back and forth from tables into my panels, I have done 17 miles since Friday. Oh, Good awesome. job. And that's see, just like with the escalator broken yesterday and just running back and forth here and, you know, going into the vendor hall to see if there's anybody in there who wants to be grabbed, you know. Yeah. I don't have to go to the gym these weekends. I can skip it these weekends because I know for a fact I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And, and actually... When I'm here, it actually reversed for me. Really? Yeah, because, see, at my job, I do nine miles a day. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, and you're sitting behind a booth here. And I'm, and I'm not a whole lot. And, and, and actually, in, your ca in this case, you helped me do it a lot of the running around, so I really didn't have to do a whole lot of walking. I think yeah. I did... Uh, uh, Maybe a thousand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, to the room and back to food and back. Yeah, yeah. up to the elevator, gone. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I know that you have all these awesome cosplays you've done, all these cool characters. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the cosplayers we've talked to have had like this really cool story with a, a fan interaction that they've had that really like rang out to them and made them realize why they did it. Like we were talking to Night Mage, and he said mm -hmm. that everything he does with Make a Wish is what makes him want to do it more. Yeah. Like. Is there is there like an interaction you've had that just gave you that warm fuzzy feeling of oh I made somebody's day or oh this is why I do this? Oh, that's tough. Um, honestly, another. yeah. <laughs> After like judging masquerades, one experience that's really fun for me and helps make me feel really warm and fuzzy is getting to speak with the the winners or even speaking to people who didn't win that want feedback. Um, hearing their aspirations and how they're like I want to be like you like I feel like a, just a girl on the internet that just happens to like make costumes but people see me as like huge and successful which is it's crazy to me because I am literally just a girl that does this out of her apartment um knowing that I'm inspiring the people that inspire me back gives me that warm fuzzy feeling and that's a huge thing that stands out to me because Everyone that passes by me, it doesn't matter if they're novice, journeyman, advanced, if they don't compete, I'm still as inspired by them as they are by people that are in, like, the creator's corner here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I actually one time did think about uh, creating a calendar. Mm -hmm. And this is actually when we originally had a crew. 
mm-hmm. um, and we were going to call it uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, and we had a, a girl, which was, of course, the good, um, and then um, Jared was going to be the bad, and I was going to be the ugly. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we were going to do is I was going to stand there like a Star Wars. Uh, Amy was going to be Princess Leia. I think uh, uh, Ryan, uh, Jared was going to be uh, Solo, and I was going to be Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, and then I originally thought about the idea of tweaking it a little bit and just do very basic costumes, um, just enough to where you can... I, I recognize the, the, the character, mm-hmm. but <sighs> twisted enough to where it's like, oh... I really can't believe he did that. Yeah. Uh, and I was, you know, like, I'm the guy that, that they say, well, Robert, why don't you go out and wave the sign out front to draw traffic this way? And I says, yes, I can show people my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and that's what enticed that idea. I was going to do a calendar mm-hmm. where I was showing my legs. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to see the big hairy legs. In that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the juxtaposition of it, though. You know, I think right? that's what exactly what would make it entertaining. And, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. that was the main reason why I did mm-hmm. it. But uh, I, I wanted to do it, but we didn't get to build that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. So, like, obviously you do Sabo 10. I'm guessing you do a lot of Greg's other cons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Is there any, like... Uh, not necessarily con you prefer, but like an area, like as far as like the scenery, like stuff like that, where you where you just love going because you can just go outside and relax. You can go take photos, stuff like that, like a, a state or a city or something like that. Oh, a state or a city that I love the scenery. Honestly. The scenery, the the atmosphere, just like somewhere where you can just like chill and vibe that you've gone to, where you've been at like a con where it's like you've had a stressful day, but as soon as you step outside and you see you, you're just you know you catch your breath and it's just a wonderful time, you know? Yeah. Well, I've, I've only done Greg's cons, so um, I'm very limited, but Flagstaff was amazing because as soon as Bullseye. we got up there, <laughs> <laughs> there was snow, and there was snow the whole weekend. And it was my first time seeing falling snow, and if I ever needed a minute to take a break from the chaos of con, I walked outside into the snow, I walked around for a little bit, I got freezing cold, and I came back in feeling refreshed. Mm-hmm. It felt like I just took a big deep breath of like peppermint i was sitting there telling myself i really wish i had a betting app right now because i know yep. where she's going yep. with this <laughs> it's <laughs> says Flagstaff. It, it, yeah. it snowed all weekend it was yep. fantastic watching mm-hmm. just the snow coming down and occasionally the clumps falling off the edge of the, yeah. the trees and Seen. the first time i had ever done an instagram reel mm-hmm. was i took a video of the snow falling outside of our room window yep. and it went nuts yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I get that when I normally want to do something? Right. Snowfall. <laughs> See, and my thing is all from the Midwest. So for me, it's just like, yeah. oh, snow, yay, oh, this again. Like, yeah. I, I see snow every Christmas when I go visit my family. So it's just like, you know, yeah. oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. It's cold. It's wet. I'm going to stay inside. I've got coffee. Fair, <laughs> fair. Well, then I have a question for you. What is your oh. favorite scenery? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Reversal here. I'm not, this mm-hmm. is the first time this has happened this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. You're the first one to get a reversal on me. That's yeah. That caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> honestly, I've done cons in Arizona, Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a couple in the Midwest when mm-hmm. I was visiting family. Like, as much as I complain about it and I say that I hate New Mexico, yeah, I will admit 
um, my favorite scenery so far has been when we had uh, Sabaku Khan out there and that mm-hmm. wonderful garden area they have. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to get some really good shots over there. It was really cool to just go out there. I could go out with my buddies, with some of the volunteers. We could just go sit and chill. Mm-hmm. You know, like this year we had that wonderful overcast all weekend. It was wonderful. Oh, yes. It was so nice and, this last weekend. You know, I, I'm also a recent Phoenix transplant, so mm-hmm. I'm. I, that may change my next year. Next year I may say that, you know, oh, I love the sand of the desert because I can get this super cool dune photo shoot that I wanted yes. to do, which is one thing I want to do is I want to get a dune group together. Cause mm-hmm. But have you done the Katori yet? The what? The Katori. Have you gone to Flagstaff? The Flagstaff. Oh, Kikori, yeah. I've gone to Kikori uh, mm-hmm. three times. Okay. I had to do the math there. It's just like this year, this year, this year. <laughs> um, I was actually your DC Douglas was there. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I got to be a part of his uh, fanfic reading panel that he used to do. He actually just retired it this weekend. Oh, what? Yeah, because um, I found out that DC Douglas was retired as Wesker. Oh, they because of the new Dead by Daylight DLC that came out, they cast a new Wesker. And because the Netflix series that came out, which I'm not a huge fan of, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. it was very poorly written. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. They went in a new direction with Wesker. And for me, DC Douglas has always been Wesker. Mm -hmm. So like to know that I got to do a a fanfic reading panel with him and I got to read it with him and know that I got to be one of the last ones to do it was so cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. And yeah, you were one of the last ones, so it is definitely like a core memory for you, I can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I remember up until he started buying tequila shots. Uh- <laughs> After that, it gets a little fuzzy because he and, he and some of his buddies were like, hey, you and your friends want to come get drinks? We're bored. We, the con's over, and you're staying at the hotel too, so let's go get drinks. Okay. okay. Once again, where? why am I not in, in, in any of these? I don't seem to get that very often. You don't get offered <laughs> drinks very often? No. no. No? I am also a drag queen, and I'm very talkative, and people will get me a drink to shut me up. That's true. That's true. That's the upside, too, is that, you know, I have the I have the drag background on top of the cosplay, so, like, I can bring anything to the table. Yeah. But, um, like, I, I've seen some of your photos that you've posted, and a lot of your makeup and stuff is really well done. Thank you. Thank like, you. Like, I love watching other cosplay and going, huh, maybe I should try doing an eyeliner like that sometime. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, I was we- I was looking at a, a cosplayer who posted their first ever male contour. Oh, she yeah. She had never done male contour before, and she was just like, I saw so-and-so try this, and I tried it, and this is how it came out. I don't like how it came out, but I'm going to try again. And it's like, you know what, that, yep. that right there is, is worth it. Yeah, it totally is. And I love watching cosplayers grow and try new makeup techniques like male contour, which I've tried on myself. And it's wild how a little bit of makeup can completely transform what you look like. That's why cosplayers are called shapeshifters. Oh, yeah, they no. constantly look Never different. trust a cosplayer to look the same if you run into them on the street tomorrow. Nope, nope. I this can guarantee as soon as I leave this con and this comes off, you'll never see my face again. Yeah, this is about <laughs> as normal as I look, so. This is as normal as I get at cons, just yeah. because I feel weird if I don't dress up, you know. That's fair. And I, I had to, because they had a huge milestone on Critical Role, not sponsored, please don't ever think that we're sponsored by Critical <laughs> Role. I love those guys, but I wish. had a huge milestone milestone for Talison, uh, Talison Jaffe, who's a voice actor I would really love to meet one of these days the, mm-hmm. this week on Critical Role. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll cosplay Talison Jaffe. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm his vampire, the masquerade character. Perfect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like other than cosplay and your art and everything, do you have any other hobbies like gaming, Twitch streaming, anything like that? Yeah. Um, I game quite often and I do stream on Twitch. I'm not as active as I'd like to be on Twitch just because I've been focusing on a new full-time job as well as cosplay and getting ready for Sabo. Don't you hate it um, when work gets in the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I understand one all too well. Yeah. But I, I love gaming. I find gaming as another escape. As if uh, cosplay is an, es- an escape enough by pretending to be someone else. I love playing through stories of fantasy and these different worlds that we'd never truly be able to experience mm-hmm. in real life. 
My game is Ark, so I usually jump on the back of a T-Rex and go and eat a bunch of things. I love Ark. <laughs> I, I've been trying, I've been meaning to try Ark. I got it when it was free on PlayStation Plus, but I just haven't had the chance because I've been doing a Pokemon playthrough for my Twitch channel because I'm, oh, uh, I have an affiliation thing I have to do. You know, I have to stream X amount of episodes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, so like, do you have a favorite genre that you play or like a particular game that just stands out as your favorite for this, this time period or, um, for the last probably seven years of my life, it's been league of legends, which I know is funny and everyone makes fun of league for being super toxic. But, um, outside of cons, I've created this really fun little discord community of friends who love to play together and we get competitive and we play against each other. We run tournaments. It's, it's more than just the toxic community it shows it to be. It's me working with my best friends for a goal. And we all get to chat almost every day. Well, when you have it that way, yeah, mm -hmm. it would make it super fun. I mean, yeah. I played League of Legends. Yeah. And I, I liked it, but at the same time, there were a few times that I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm done. I got yeah. to build something. I got to... And no. that's, I do like simulation or like world building games as well. I mm -hmm. also love The Sims, which is so funny because you just make yourself a little family and then you let your family play out and see what crazy stuff they do. Oh, yeah. I'd be I pushing will, them out in the road. I will fully play. admit, I was that kid in high school and still am at 30 years old that yeah. made my, my favorite anime characters and had my OTPs living in the house. They had yeah. kids. Like, I had my ships going on. And I, I will fully admit, I know it was cringe. I don't deny that it was cringe, but I still did it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that too. I made the mistake. I feel like every time I made myself and my current boyfriend in The Sims that I had cursed our relationship. So I would <laughs> never make myself and my current husband in The Sims because that would just curse it to yeah. go poorly. I did the same thing with my first girlfriend, and a week mm. later, I found out at opening night of our high school production of Les Mis that she was cheating on me with the girl who played Eponine. Yeah. And, I was, and of all the things, I was playing Javert, so figure that one oh out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, you cursed yourself by making a I sim did. couple. I never did it after that. And my <laughs> wife made the joke of, oh, well, you should make us. No, honey, no. no. If you want this to last, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Because then I'm going to get mad at you, and we're going to have a fight about something that never happened. Yep. But it, it depends on if you play together. Don't make characters for it. You play together to do it. See, yeah. my, my wife actually, I used to play a game called Dark Ages Camelot. Yeah. And she actually was a, a character in it. You know, she's never played a game since, um, but she was a healer in, my, in our group, in our guild. So she, she wasn't too bad, but her computer was a little slow, so she died a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's terrible to laugh about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wow, that's loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as far as like your cosplay career and your con career goes, is there like a place you want to end up? Is there somewhere you want to go or like some event that you want to do that just would tell you that this is it? This is how you know that you have made it to where you want it to be when you first started? Okay. That's another tough question. You keep throwing these things at me that are really making me think. Um, it's, well, I mean, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, it makes it interesting. It's so, past the weekend. We have to think now. Yeah, yeah. it's Monday. Yeah. So, oh, God, it's Monday. It's, it's funny you say that because Sabo used to be my I made it moment because I started here and I saw everyone else that did Sabo. And now that Sabo is like something I've done, I feel that my I've made it moment would honestly be TwitchCon. I would love to get to the point where I can either perform and compete at TwitchCon and win or be a guest at TwitchCon judging. That would, it's not necessarily like a two year goal. I don't think it's gonna happen in two years, but a five or 10 year goal, I'd love to make TwitchCon happen. Yeah, I would, that would love be to see you make it to TwitchCon because I've yeah. watched videos from TwitchCon and it's like I only have, you know, 70 followers and three subscribers, but eventually yeah. that might be me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. If I could put everything that I want to do in my head on Twitch, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could see myself doing something like that. Oh but yeah. The downside is is that I it would not be one particular thing. It mm-hmm. would be a big. I, I would be a variety, as they call it, a variety streamer. There'd yeah. be way more than just one item going mm-hmm. on. Oh, definitely. Way more. <laughs> yeah, the, that's a lot louder than I thought it was. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Wow. That's Squirrel. okay. We're <laughs> all taking a quick second to reset. Yeah, yeah, actually, I've been lucky enough to have the headset on, so I'm only hearing you two and a little bit of the background. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, so at least now the music won't come through too bad on the on the recording. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know what you were talking about, actually. Uh, that guy <laughs> who was standing there had like a big old speaker blaring music, yeah. so. I didn't even notice. That's yeah. scary. Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so out of all the costumes and all the characters that you've done, is there one that you, like, is your baby, like, your your favorite project that you've completed or are working on? Yeah, it would be Star Guardian Jinx again from League of Legends. And it's funny that I like that character. She clearly suffers from, like, pretty severe mental illness and, illness, and that's a part of her lore. And since I started liking that character, I have been diagnosed with a lot of mental illnesses that actually mirror a lot of her symptoms. So she's my baby because she's like, pardon me, she's such a badass, but she is still such a cool character and so powerful. And to see that someone that suffers from mental illness still be an amazing, like strong character, it's inspirational to me. It's always easy to, to, for us to put ourselves into those kind of characters Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. mirror some of the, of their qualities. So yes. Um, nice. Perfect example. Yesterday, um, I was cosplaying a, a humanoid version of Knuckles from Sonic, which oh, yeah. I, I thought it was just like a cute throw together costume thing, you know, like, because all my stuff is still packed. We were moving, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there was like this little six year old that came up to me and was just like, oh my God, you're Knuckles. You're so cool. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know, give me a hug here, buddy. Let's get a picture. Yeah. And he gives me a big old hug and he's like, you, I was going through cancer last year and I watched Sonic and Knuckles made it so I could get through it without crying. And I, I had to oh. stop myself from crying because there is so much, as you know, there's so much makeup yeah. involved and you're like, I can't touch this up. This is going to take a complete redo. Keep it in, keep it in. Yeah. I got to, I got home last night and I just started bawling. Just like, oh my God, that kid is my hero. Isn't that just an amazing moment? Like when someone comes up to you and they know you're not the character, but they are going to share a touching moment that they mm. had about that character with you because it was so monumental. And then you now get to share, you get to share that same emotion that they had absolutely i, I don't yeah. i don't get that <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't get it i'm a podcaster no one comes up to me and goes oh you you went through it and you make me feel so good and i'm like what <laughs> you might you probably make people think i feel like podcasters sometimes can be underrated too because people just see them as someone talking into a mic but if mm-hmm. you truly listen to a podcast there's a lot of thought-provoking content that you create and that's one of the things that i've tried to do is try to cover a lot of the different subjects you know outside mm-hmm. of the fact of where did you how did you get into this where did you start this this and stuff yeah. you know we talk about safety we talk about uh, mm-hmm. a lot of emotional issues and mm-hmm. mental issues and and people just trying to come out of their shells uh, yeah. and this is the perfect community to do that it truly is yeah so yeah and like touching on the safety thing i know that um I, I've heard that you especially are very, very key on the cosplay does not equal consent. Like yes. it is very much a, a thing that you promote. Yes. Um, so there's been a, a project going around that some of the vendors and some of the cosplayers have been doing where they have a, a safe zone at their booth. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how do you feel about um, people being able to do that? To be able to go to like a booth and be like, you know, hey, I, I, something's happening. I need somebody to talk to. You. Like, mm -hmm. is that something you could see yourself possibly doing, or do you do that maybe? Yes. Um, so pretty regularly on social media leading up to a con. I don't think I did it as much this time as I would have liked. I always post, hey, if you need a mama bear, like come to my booth and find me. If you see me walking and someone's following you, you walk up to me and start talking to me like I'm your best friend and I will make sure we get you to safety. I appreciate that there are so many people willing to put themselves out there to keep the community safe because we can't vet every member that comes in. We can't vet every person and make sure that everyone here is a good person. So bad things are bound to happen. As long as we have safety and we have safe people in place that are willing to help, that's the best way we can keep these events family friendly and just safe and consensual for the people that are here. We, uh, we had an issue earlier, um, actually two issues. Um, there was one that was a, uh, popped in my mind is a creepy. Yeah. And then there was one that was uh, actually considered it a threat. Oh. Um, because of the way he was talking. Mm -hmm. Now gotcha. he may have been entirely unaware mm -hmm. of what he was saying could have been considered a threat. Yeah. Um, and actually we've been keeping it, a couple of us have been keeping an eye out for him today. Yeah. But I haven't seen him here today. So, but creepy is here today. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and he actually did walk up to one of the girls and immediately it kicked into her head that she felt a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but almost around the same time, uh, one of the staff members and, and I both caught on to it and we kind of started closing in. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's good that we have people like you that people can go to, though, if they do have those issues. Like, mm -hmm. I know when I'm here, because I'm usually here helping Corgi cosplay, this is the first year that I'm here on my own as a guest. It's a yeah. little surreal, to be honest. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like, I never thought I'd get to this point. But, um, mm -hmm. like, well, I know Corgi cosplay always makes it a point. Like, if you need if you need puppy therapy, if you need help, mm -hmm. and I use this term because this is what she calls us. My wife and her are bitch one and bitch two. My wife I is love, bitch one. I love that. Um, she'll actually tell people, find bitch one or bitch two. They'll bring you to my table and we will make sure you're taken care of. Yeah. And we have. We've become a, a point where, you know, they'll see us at the con and they'll be like, hey, is Corgi here? Can I talk to her? And it's like, yeah, she's at her booth. You know, CL's over there. Go, go. If you need to go oh. over there, go take five minutes and just let them know that you need something, you know? Yeah. And I, I am... It's a little hard because this is the first con without Corgi here in general, but also the first con without Kiba. May he rest in peace. I know. Rest in peace, Kiba. That was really, really tough for the, a lot of the community. It's interesting how much a Corgi brought so many people together. Actually, to be honest, the yeah. second table that we have was supposed to be a shrine. Yeah. We oh. were, we were going to put um, up we a, a shrine for Kiba, but her health came first. She got really yeah. sick after moving. and <laughs> Yeah. I, Nicole's health got it made it sound like the kiba was oh, oh sick. Yeah. <laughs> nicole, uh, nicole, nicole health, yeah nicole was feeling sick because technically nicole's actually moving also yeah and she was still in the process of moving when this you know we yeah. started talking about this so yeah so and then she yeah. got sick on top of it and it was just a case of no you stay home you practice self-care but take the, time for you yeah she came up with the recommendation of bringing cam in and I'm I so glad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a stand-in, you know, replacement guest, but you know what? I'm still a guest, and it counts. It works. <laughs> You're not a replacement to us. 
Well, yeah, you can. You really can't be a replacement when the original wasn't really even here. So that's yeah. totally fair. But like, we can, we can go past the replacement category. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still getting used to calling myself a guest. Like, I I've worked so hard to get to this point. Now that I'm here, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it feels surreal. It feels it does. Like, quite, I'm like, afraid I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and realize that you know, oh shit, it's con week and I have to get all my stuff done. Yeah. It's <laughs> the the first time uh, we were guested, mm-hmm. it was definitely a. This feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> this feels weird because the part of the priority was to, to do a panel. Mm-hmm. And that's not my comfort zone. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, uh, crap. <laughs> but luckily, Jared, my co-host at the time, he did do a, a, a good, a good uh, uh, slideshow. Yeah. And we were both there and we bounced and stuff. So it, it went over reasonably well. Mm-hmm. And I was happy with that. So. Yeah, I think, honestly, I feel like for a panel in the future, you should host a live podcast recording and have people come up and tell their own, like, convention stories, horror stories or something, and have it be an interactive experience. Yeah, I have thought about that, and uh, there's a part of me that's been thinking about that as for next year also, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. It is It is a, a process. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it might, I think it would be really not. cool to put something like that together because there's a lot of people who want to share their stories and stuff and they're not quite sure where to go to do that. True. Well, so. it, I think in the cases of it, it's trying to figure out how to uh, how to schedule it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can record it, not a problem, but mm-hmm. you've only got so much time that you're doing a panel. Yes, true. So you got to turn around here and then do a quick scan of the crowd going... All right, I got five people, not a problem. Mm-hmm. But you got 25 people that all want to say something. You're going, okay, we're going to have to limit people to five minutes apiece? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but if there's a way to work out those logistics, that would be a really cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, it is. And we gave, I gave Greg a couple of con- ideas, and our next guest is, <laughs> is approaching now. <laughs> yep. Well, it was wonderful getting to talk to you, getting to know you. Yeah. Um, where can where can your fans find you on your social media? Yeah, um, on Instagram, I'm most active. It's Illuminati Cosplay, spelled Illuminati, like like sexy naughty. Um, or you can find me on Twitch at just Illuminati. I'll commonly be streaming Animal Crossing or League of Legends. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, cool. Thank we'll you so much. Thank you guys we'll so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, see you soon. All right. Bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.